from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my spooky children. Oh, my name is Aaron uh, Werecat Tano Saez. And my name is Jeff Boris Pickett. What does that even mean? Like Bobby Boris Pickett, <laughs> who wrote the eternal Halloween anthem, The Monster Man. I was like, is that the real name of Frankenstein or something? Come on, man. I'm sorry. Don't act like you don't. Don't act like you are down with the mash. I, I am. I edited that episode. It's a graveyard smash. It is. Aaron. It's a gone with a flash. Is that it? Is that a line? Uh, it's caught on like a flash. I'm like no in a flash. I'm the out of tune. I'm the out of turn, like not hip anymore <laughs> person who's like Are they still talking about monster mash. Oh, I never got into that craze. Well, see, I, I I personally prefer Dracula's Transylvania twist, Stop. which is now called the mash. It is the Monster Mash. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast where each week, Jeff and I, well, not this week, because this is All My Spooky Children. This is All My Spooky Children, where we take your most frightfully fun prompts, and we we, we zap them with electricity, That's right. and then the prompt comes to life. We teach it how to dance. That's right. And then the dance catches on, and pretty soon we're just doing a whole party with all of your favorite Hollywood monsters or getting in and showing up, and it's just a whole wacky scene every episode, and we all come up with a new dance, but then it turns out that Dracula already invented that dance, and we kind of stole it from Dracula, oh, no. but it's cool. Dracula's part of the band now, okay. so it's all great. It, it works out in the end, and we just have a merry old time. My legs are exhausted. from. I've been doing the Monster Mash now. Hey, Junior Wizards. It's Halloween. Holy shit. It's 2.39 p.m. on fucking Halloween, um, and my legs are exhausted because I've been dancing for seven days in preparation for this day. I have been doing... I, I woke up at midnight. <laughs> I started doing the Monster Mash. Haven't stopped. And I have not stopped. My, what are you dressed as right now? What's your Halloween uh, costume? I am, I am actually dressed as Aaron Catano Sias. What? Yeah. It's great. What does that mean? Fucking soccer shorts and a hoodie? <laughs> I stole a bunch of clothes out of your closet. They don't really fit me great, but it's fine. Oh, well, that's interesting. What are you, what are you dressed as? I, uh, oh, God. I haven't dressed in a Halloween costume. Also, by the way, everyone, hey, everybody, I'm getting sick. My voice is really cool. I'm looking around my desk. I'm a chocobo. The last actual Halloween costume. I generally go as, like, Superman or Superboy because I have a Superman shirt and a cape. Yeah. That's pretty much that's pretty much my go-to. Uh, I dressed as Monk one year from the TV show Monk. That's topical. That was fun. <laughs> I love that. Hey, don't you be assassin Monk. I'm right? not. It's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. Tony Shalhoub, great. It's a delight. So every episode, we take a listener prompt and create an original fantasy character, and this one's going to be spooky. Do we have a prompt this week, Eric? We do. Prompt this week comes from Twitter user VJ. N.W. Ferry, host of Hedged In Podcast. Prompt is, Fantasy Constellations, The Bounding Hound. Hmm. Solid. I like that. I love a good, I love a good constellation myth. So we, we have had constellations in the past. And tell me, tell me about constellations. So man. I had to take notes because I listened to the Primrose episode. It's like, it's like 30 on the train yesterday. And this, God, Jeff, this show has changed a lot. So. Uh, my notes are, uh, druids draw power from celestial bodies. Um, if you're connected to the stars, you're connected to constellations. Um, at night, lunar druids can take in starlight, moonlight, and summon constellations, legendary heroes, or beasts that deem you worthy. Okay. So, All right. my first pitch to you is, is the bounding hound a hound, or is that the name of, like, a haunted hotel, a haunted train, a haunted rail car, you know, something like, because the Bounding Hound also sounds like a really great name for like a haunted train or like a, a restaurant or bar. I like the idea that it's a hound. Okay, I'm yes. 
And and what I like about it is that the druids are summoning these uh, heroes and beasts that then deem them worthy. Yes. So what if the Bounding Hound, in a nutshell, is a celestial hound that you summon, mm-hmm. that there is like a druidic ritual that you summon forth, this sort of mythical hound figure that deems you worthy or unworthy and pray that you are not deemed unworthy of the Bounding Hound? Can I give you a pitch on that? Please. So it's all my spooky children. And Have fun editing this, by the way. No, that's, I know. It's just going to be, well, hey, everybody, it's Palooza. Hey, Twitch. How are you? Um, so what, okay, so it's legendary beasts. They don't have to be good. No, 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 not at all. They're just of, they're just of legend. So here's my idea for you. You know how we have the thing, like, once something dies and it leaves, like, a big enough mark, like, that influences the world? Yeah, of course. What if also they become a constellation? Like, somebody, like, of legendary proportion influences the world, but also becomes, like, a constellation, good or bad? I I think that's cool. I I feel like that's a great... That's, like, a thing that happens in, like, legit, like, yeah. mythic, like, classic. Yeah. Is, like, when you have done a great thing, the end is you just sort of ascend to the scars and become a celestial body. So I'm definitely down with that. That's been one of my favorite, like, tropes is you accomplish your great heroic deed. You stand there triumphant having, you know, finished your life's work. And then it's just, you kind of just are, my planet needs me. Boop, 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 boop. You fucking... God, what's his name? Poochie. Uh, Poochie the dog. I have to go now. Except you don't die on the way back to your home planet. I mean, I guess you kind of do. You kind of do. Yeah, and that's like, that's what, so it's, are you carried up by like celestial Valkyries? I don't know if they're celestial Valkyries, but like, I, here's, here's what I want to throw out. Yeah. I think it varies person to person, but you are literally lifted up into the skies and like your body fades into the mist. Okay, question for you. Does Lemony Locust have a constellation? Lemony Locust is real fucking bad. <laughs> Somewhere deep in the cosmos, beyond the stars, very, very cosmic horror esque. There is like a constellation that is that could be, mm-hmm. and those that have tried to translate it have no translation has been successful. Will suffice it to say. I like that. So this bounding hound is a constellation. Is it yes. a mythical beast of yore? Is it is it a one time baddie? Or is, is, is it just like a really legendary monster that was slain and then a baddie is trying to summon and conjure it? I don't even know if it's baddies that are trying to summon and conjure it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's a monster, right? I like yes. the idea that it is a hound. A hound. It is a, an animal of legend, a, a, a beast of, your, of lore. Yeah. That like summoning it and like earning an audience with the bounding hound is like a herculean task right mm. like it is it is a thing that that people of legend have attempted and people of legend have fallen because to summon the bounding hound is to be judged and most and to date is to be broken okay so it's sort of like a trial by like druids like test their strength on the bounding hound because if you can wield it if it deems you worthy what you get to like ride it and use it you get one ride you ride around like a park or like an open field you get one ride you may ride me one time you will not hop on buddy no no that's all you get it's like this have you ever been to a mall and they have uh, those little mechanical, like, plush animals that little kids can ride around like go-karts. Yep. It is like that, except real big. Except it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But he doesn't go real fast. He just kind of trots around the veal like... Is this the direction we're actually going? Up, up. Is this the direction we're going in? No. No, no, not at all. I just wanted to... I just... that that When you said, like, you ride it, that's all I could think of was, like, a pony at yes, a birthday yes, party. Yes, exactly. Where it's just, like, you climb on and, like, walk in a little circle and then hop off and then it's just, all right. I did it. But no, that's not the direction we're going in. Okay. So if you have the bounding hound, it, well, you don't have it. Right, you've just been deemed worthy of it. Yeah, like Primrose was deemed worthy of like a magic, like a spectral bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think you have to, I think there's something, there's something that comes with being blessed or being deemed worthy of the Bounding Hound. And I don't know what that is yet, but there is something 
this test this test is taken and it gives you something can i can i have a pitch for you because it's fucking literally halloween afternoon all right yeah can you become the bounding hound you gain werewolf like powers i think that's what happens if you fail oh fuck me oh my god so I feel like oh. what happens if you fail is that you are afflicted by like you are the you become the bounding hound. And I don't think it's like werewolf powers. I think you just become like a basilisk, like this like lupine creature with like a an accursed gaze that leaps through the fog and like you know, attacks people at night. Like you just you become you be you you become this beast if you are deemed unworthy because you 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 are not worthy of my presence. Like you are you are no good to me as you are no good to me as an equal. Serve me as a pawn. Okay, so this is like what an end game level summon type deal, the bounding hound? Kind of. It's like a ritual that you undertake knowing that, like, it may cost you everything. So, like, what it has to give you then has to be extremely good. And, okay, do you want to tell the story of the Bounding Hound and we'll find out, like, kind of what it gives you? Like, how did the Bounding Hound get to legend constellation status? I think would be cool. Because, obviously, it's a B. Is it bad? Like, was it, like, Hmm. you know, a bad bad dog? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you know, was this a, uh, like a bad? It was. It was very large. Yes, it was. It constantly misbehaved. <laughs> it always had a sassy comment every time you'd be like, "Hey, you're, why are you attacking the mailman?" And it's like, "Well, because my mail doesn't come on Sundays." And its name was originally Marmaduke. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> 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 don't make me put this online. <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, let's see what do i what do i think the legend of the i i like is it cave shit or dungeon shit ma- d- dark mansion shit or just like a fucking dog that you hunt because i hate the idea of hunting a dog no it's not a, it's not a hunting animal here's what i want to throw out because i've been talking about this for we've been talking about this for a party of one game that's in the works fuck here's and so something that i've been like thinking a lot about is the hound in mythology as like a trickster figure okay like a trickster dog like the kitsune or the reynard or the coyote trickster figures Mm. take that sort of hound form a lot in sort of mythology foxes particularly and i kind of like the idea of the bounding hound is maybe not like directly a trickster but like i like the idea that it is known for its trickery. it is not a giant snarling cerberus hound it is something smarter and wilier and sort of its magic comes from that rather than just it big can i <laughs> i mean it can also be big it can also be big but what the image i'm getting is kind of like every dog family like a uh, coyote fox all like you know puppy dog you know, all blended into like one beast, whatever that looks like yeah. to you. That's the bounding hound. It is. It is all. It is all hounds. It is all canines in one, at, like at one glance. Okay, so you're saying it's a trickster type figure. Perhaps the trial of the bounding hound. You know, you think every people think you summon it and you like fucking wrestle a dog. You know what I mean? Like look into his eyes and establish dominance type thing. But really, it's like you have to solve puzzles. Here's a pitch for you. Yeah. It's a bounding hound that has trickery. What if it is a master thief? It is essentially a god of, like, thieves and rogues. I I dig this, because we have a lot of those, and I like there being, like, a deity. There's a lot of fucking stealing in fantasy. We have a lot of, like, cat burglars and rogues and stuff. So I like there being something to, like, you know, they they look to the bounding hound in the night sky... For, like, the sign of approval. And if the, the bounding hound is visible, that's when you do the job that night. That's really, that's cool. That's a cool little piece of, like, yeah. You have a little dog, you have a little dog necklace that you kind of, like, hold and look at the night sky. And if you can see the stars, if you can see the constellation, if not, if it's stated, if it's in shadow. Like, you might get caught. Here's my, um, prophecy, I guess you'd call it. I'm down. If... If the bounding hound is in shadow, then you are in light. Mm. Which is to say, if the hound is in shadow, then you can be seen. 
If the hound can be seen, no eyes are upon you. Okay. Okay, is that the blessing of the Bounding Hound? You basically get fucking invisibility when the fucking Bounding Hound constellation is present? I, I, I kind of love that. You know? Or, related, you get, uh, going back to you get one ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hear me out. I'm with I you. Can actually, I can actually spin <laughs> the dumbest thing we've thrown out in this That's episode. That's my favorite part of this show, is taking dumb shit and making it cool. You get one score. Oh. If you can conjure the bounding hound and you get an audience with the beast and it deems you worthy, you get one job. Like one guaranteed, like you could steal fucking Big Jeremy's mace, like one really yeah, you, fucking hard thing. And that's and that's part of the that's part of the trial, right? Is you need to have that one job Ooh. to summon the bounding hound because, hey, I need to steal that lady's purse. Not big enough. That's not big enough. Mm. That's not that's not thinking like a thief. That's thinking like a nuisance. I dig. Okay. So here's something I'm going to... Th- this is what I'm getting from that. Because if a druid can conjure a constellation, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, there's followers of different constellations. Like, I'm sure there's, like, a druid of Limini out there, a druid yeah, of right. Catherine sure, sure, sure. the Bunny, a druid... And these are druids of the Hound. And they're thieves. Like, they are hidden... They tend to use their druidic powers to be like assassins, thieves, cat burglars, general like asshole swindlers, cut purses, like that kind of thing. Let me put a spin on that. Please. Do you remember the smash hit cultural touchstone, The Matrix Reloaded? I do. <laughs> what if? What if? I'm very unprepared for what you're about to say. What if the druids of the Hound are not the thieves, but are the key master? Oh, there's somebody yeah. that a thief goes to and is like, I need a, like, I, I, they're, they're basically like a support person or like the fantasy equivalent of like a heist movie hacker, oh. where there's somebody that you contact for a specific job, and you've got to like stand on a on a foggy pier, and they're like. No, I'm out of that life. I don't I don't follow the hound anymore. And you're like, I got a score for you. Okay. So basically the a, a druid of the hound is someone who can open any door, create a portal. Cause it, if if we said, okay, this is this is going back. In the Primrose episode, we said that a nighttime druid, like a lunar druid, is a support person. So this is someone who can't steal themselves. Yeah, this is somebody that doesn't steal themselves. But is but but can op- offer up sort of mystical opportunity for a, a thief a thief willing to strike a deal. Okay, and they okay, but how do they get the ability to do that by contact? This is someone who already has made contact with the hound. I think that I think that what what happens is they sort of study the hound and study the hound's tricks, mm-hmm. the hound's bounds, so to speak. Okay. And that sort of, and by doing that, by sort of a, a ascending closer to the bounding hound, you can sort of like jump through walls a little bit, or open or open doors that were previously locked. Like I'm kind of picturing like cleric spells in D and D almost, where like you you practice this and you have your rituals that the that like if the sky is clear mm. and you can see the hound. You can suddenly do this thing and like suddenly you snap your fingers and a door opens. I like it being close to cleric because you're co- sort of channeling a higher power yeah and that's kind of what i what i picture it as and you know they have the ability to basically like ask a favor of the hound and in doing so you you go down an alleyway and you disappear okay so can i this is my so what we have so far is there is a bounding hound constellation that once a lunar druid basically like appeals to the favor of the hound, like you kind of like, you know, you select your deity, like in Mm -hmm. D&D, if you gain the favor of the hound, which let's say is a necklace or a charm. Sure. You know, you once you wear it, you're like bound to that constellation and asking the favor of the hound, if it's in the sky, if it's visible, grants you the powers to like pass through walls, open doors, create portals like Cypher in the Matrix. Yeah, and I kind of picture it a little bit like with this hound in particular, I feel like I, you know, this is a well that we go down a fair amount, but like I think it works really well here because the hound is a thief. So, you make deals. You know, you know, you this is a specific the specific rituals are like you offer up like 
hey, if you if you get me out of this jam, I have this diamond. And then when I fast through when I when I phase when I fade away into that alleyway and appear back at my house, the diamond is simply not in my hand. Yeah, you have to offer like, something. Yeah, and it's it's very unlike a lot of times when we have like gone down the route of like you offer something up to this thing. I think it has to be valuable. Yeah, no, it has to be like stuff. Like a nice Yeah, it's not thing. it's not like my my grandmother's blanket. The, <laughs> the hound is like no no it's a blanket. It's a it's a moldy old blanket. Go get me like a gold sword. Yeah, you have to offer up like riches because the the hound is a thief. The hound the hound is a a capitalist. Oh, okay. So I have an idea. I have something to come in my, in my head how that makes a lot of sense. So Go I play it. a lot of Destiny, and in the Destiny, there's this uh, alien race called the Hive, and they have these worms inside of them. And to stay powerful, you have to keep killing because that feeds the worm. In order for this lunar druid to keep using the powers of the Hound, you have to keep stealing because that's what you can offer up to the Hound. I love that, and I love that that positions that actually gives an interesting position for like the like the the, the druid of the Hound, as in leverage terms. They're the mastermind, right? Yes. Like, they're the person, they're the Danny Ocean saying, like, here's the job. So, like, thieves, thieves seek out, thieves seek out druids of the Hound not to be like, hey, I need into this vault. They seek them out because, hey, you know where I can find a diamond that is more valuable than any any diamond in fantasy. You know where I can find this treasure. And the, the, the druid of the Hound is like, yeah, I just have to put together a crew to get it. Mm. And then offer up some of my earnings to the hound. I dig it because it's also kind of like it makes the room to be a total douche. And like, you know, you get the dragon's horde at the end of the quest and you offer it up to the hound for a tremendous amount of power and you betray all your comrades. Oh, yeah. It it definitely turns into a full on heist. This is a heist film scenario. Okay. Do you want to make a character with this who is a follower of the hound? We can. We don't have to. I kind of feel like if we just want to talk about this sort of weird thing, because I feel like I have a lot more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me, because I got. I, I have. I have hit that wall of like now what? Because I feel like we haven't. I we have this idea of like beseeching the hound, but like we haven't. There's two major things that I really want to spend some time digging into. Okay. Why summon the hound directly? Like you beseech the hound, you get a favor, you offer up, you offer up currency. What 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 reason what would drive somebody to say bring the hound in front of me? Hmm. And then the other thing is why does the hound turn you into a into a into a werewolf? Like what what benefit does the hound get having blades in the dark? Okay, blades in the dark. Uh, copyright John Harper, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> so I'm thinking it is a I, I'm thinking sort of like clericy type like you know D and D gods and deities. Is it mm-hmm. some sort of like punishment where like it say say I steal you know a famous painter's painting right and I offer it yeah, to the right. hound and I give him a counterfeit or all you know am I turned into a dog as like a lesson? Is it that kind of thing you know or does the hound need more hounds? You know, is it that's that's kind of what I'm trying to work out. Yeah, I don't think it's a punishment. I don't think I think that there are punishments for trying to, like, screw over the bounding hound. Yeah, but I don't think that I think being turned in because I think that there are separate kind of rituals at play, which I think is fascinating. Okay, there's beseeching the hound for a favor. Yes, there's hey, we need to get into this vault. Let's pray to the hound. The sky is clear. The 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 dial on the on the lock twists to the right numbers the law the vault is opened oh I, I i have an idea then for why someone would summon the hound to them okay because then there's also summoning the hound which is i bring you in front of me and if you deem me worthy one job no matter the difficulty is successful so if you were to summon the hound right the hound comes yeah. to you what does the hound what does the hound want you know does it just want people to steal shit for him like you know mm-hmm or is it like wants to be in the world again? Because this was once a beast that is now dead. Does it want to walk the earth again? And if you summon it to you, can you like temporarily in a sort of werewolf, like meld with the bounding hound and gain all the power, but for like just when the moon is full? When the night is full, you know, you gain the full power of the bounding hound or something like Maybe. that. Maybe that's maybe that's that's how you get your one job. 
Yeah. Is not by turning into the wolf, but by bringing it into the world. Because we had said, like, that's how druid magic works. Yes, you like it. So if you yeah. bring it into the world and it deems you worthy, what I'm picturing is that, like, a giant fox or wolf or something pulls you into a room and is like, all right, so here's how this job is going to go. <laughs> it's terrifying. And then jazz music starts playing and, like, a map folds out in front of you. But all of this is being orchestrated by a giant fox. And that's very funny to me. Okay. So you get basically like one auto completion steal. The the greatest thief in the history of thieves, which is also a giant fox. I really want to lay it out and emphasize that. Because here's the thing: if we're going to talk about a character, I want to talk about how the how a large fox becomes the greatest thief in the history of thieves and ascends to the sky. But I want to get there. But like, yeah. So what I think it is is if you are deemed worthy. A fox appears in front of you and guides you through a heist. I dig it. It's like bringing, you know, you're in an MMO, you're in a level five dungeon, you bring a level 99 with you, like you're going to finish it pretty quick. Okay. So that's what happens if you call out to it. If if it doesn't deem you worthy, you get turned into a dog. You turned into like a, I think it's like a werewolf or like a basilisk, like yeah, something, some humanoid wolf creature that like is just driven to kill. Wow. Cool. And, like, so I guess what what I want to explore as we kind of lay out the legend of the Bounding Hound is, like, why the Hound needs soldiers. Why the Hound needs weapons. Revenge, maybe. Could be. Could be. The, I mean, whoever killed... Somebody killed... The Bounding Hound died. Whether it was, like... The Bounding Hound died. You know, died. was it, like, yeah. old age? or Because we said, like, it could be a baddie. This could have been, like, mm-hmm. a bad person that, like, you know, Arthur fucking killed. Mm-hmm. and became, like, a constellation. doesn't have to be a good constellation. No, 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 it can be a bad... I mean, it kind of is... Yeah, it's pretty shitty. You can steal fucking it's anything. It's like the god of thieves. Yes. Like, that's pretty wild. Okay. So, the life of the Bounding Hound. Chapter one. So, the Bounding Hound is a mystical fox. It's not a fox person, is it? No, it's a fox. It's it like is. a dog, coyote, wolf, fox thing. Yeah. And is it mystical in nature from from the jump, like from the very beginning? Or is it just some kind of like, you know, big dog? Obviously, it's not like bow wow, woof, woof. What if it's, can I throw you something silly that I think we could spin something, yeah. a lot of magic out of? Absolutely. If it, What if it's an ordinary sized hound the way that dogs do? Stole something impossibly old and impossibly magical. Just by running up to it and grabbing it in its mouth and running off. <laughs> okay, so, and that's how it became, like, really smart. Is that it what you think? Like, that's became, when it became a talking dog? It became magic. <laughs> it gained magical powers because I'm just literally picturing, like, uh, like the Christmas a Christmas story when the dogs run in and grab the turkey. Yeah. It's basically what I'm picturing as, like, this dog's first steal. Yeah. is literally, like, a wizard's in his workshop and a dog just, ah, 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 no, get that, ah, my gemstone! Okay, so is it a gemstone? I think it's a gemstone. Okay. Because it's funny to picture a, a white-bearded wizard, my gemstone! Wow, damn dog. dog! Okay, so can I give you a pitch on the story behind that event? Yes. There are a pack of... Uh, what do you want to call this, like, pack of hounds? We'll say a hound is like the coyote fox, you know, type thing. Like, the, the mixture. This hybrid that we've created. This fantastical dog animal. Yeah, I think what kind of dog or whatever is... I think at this point... At this point in its life, it is some kind of dog or fox yeah. or wolf or something. The details of it vary by story. So, do you, so what I'm thinking is, back in this day, the bounding hound was the alpha in... Like, was the leader of the dog pack with a group of dogs in, we'll say, a small town outside Geode. You know, it was just a like mm-hmm. a roaming pack of wild dogs. And, you know, they need food. It's hard out there. Like, wolves very, like, you know, I've watched a lot enough documentaries to know, like, wolves don't eat, like, every fucking day. It, it's hard yeah. out there. So this pack, this pack of roaming hounds is, like, starving. They're on, like, you know, their last hunt for food before like you know the darkness sweeps in sadly and they come across like a little alchemical laboratory shed where a wizard is doing his thing and is it just can i add it can i add an important detail yeah of course that, like we're never gonna come back to but i just want to put it in there please can i tell you what the wizard is doing is he cooking no <laughs> no 
He's animating a dead body to dance. Because that's spooky. He was working in his lab. So the wizard is working in his lab late one night when the octopus began to dance. It was quite a fright. I don't know the lyrics. My eyes beheld an eerie sight. Yeah, I just needed I needed it emphasized. No, I need you to tell me. Can you do the first uh, the first verse of the monster mash, and that's where we're gonna go with the story of how the dog found this gemstone? Yeah, right. Well, okay. So, a picture. What is important is that there's a dog. As all of this is happening, a dog runs in, just like accidentally eats a gemstone and then runs. It's off. like trying yes. to reach for like there's a sandwich on the table, you know, and then the wizard grabs the sandwich away from the dog, but it like snaps and takes the gemstone from like. It's in like a vice, you know what I mean, type thing. And he's like, oh, I, don't, I, I even pictured it like I don't even picture the dog as like, because like, have you ever seen just a dog run in, grab something, and leave? Yes, that's all I'm picturing. Is literally this dog just runs into this room, <laughs> something falls over, the dog picks it up and scampers off. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Like it's just the most like innocent dog thing ever. Oh, okay. Can I have a can I have a silly pitch for you then? Yes. It's Halloween in fantasy. Of course it is. It is whatever the equivalent of Halloween yeah. is. And this wizard, while he's doing his monster mash, puts <laughs> literally as he puts out a bowl of candy. Do you remember the uh, puppies moment in Simpsons where Homer tries to get a potato chip and a dog jumps up and takes it and it happens yep. over and over again? I'm seeing a bowl of candy gets put out, but it's a bowl of gemstones. So a bowl of gemstones gets put on the porch. And as soon as he does, a dog takes it and runs yeah. away. Yep. And he gets back to the monster mash. Yep, yep, he, uh, the monster on his slab, because the monster on his slab begins to rise, and suddenly, to his surprise, he does the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash, it was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. So, these gems are magically charged, and they, so obviously, all this group of, this pack of hounds eats the crystal candy, right? Here's what I'm thinking, is, like, the dog steals a crystal, and, like, the whole pack just kind of, like, absorbs this yes, magic. like this And aura, I have a pitch for what it is. Dog aura. What is it? I think it's specifically, it kind of causes them to phase out of reality. Have you ever heard of, like, a Blink dog? It's a D&D monster. I am familiar with Blink, but the fact that there's a Blink dog is the reason I fucking hate D&D sometimes. <laughs> Not just the dog that can Blink. It's a Blink dog. <laughs> it is a dog that blinks and that like teleports from place to place. Wait, like a dog, like like I have a Pomeranian blink dog. <laughs> it's like I think supposed to be like a wolf, but okay. yeah, it could be no. one. I I would probably be like, yeah, it's a Pomeranian, and it just kind of like appear like foomp, foomp. And I think that's kind of the magic that this pack of dogs like absorb. Yeah, is like suddenly they 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 suddenly these dogs all live like kings. Because they can just roll into a city, foomp, pop into like a bakery, st- or pop into like a butcher shop, steal a ham, foomp, and then they're outside oh, again. I and love suddenly, it. That's kind of the legend of these dogs, right? Like whether or not any of this actually happened. Yeah, of course. This is constellation myth. That's kind of the legend of the of the of the, the bounding hound, you know. And it's that's why it's a bounding hound, right? Is because it can jump. Oh, disappear, that's real good. Reappear, jump back into the same place, and it's got sausage. It's got that that very iconic line of sausage legs. Yeah, there was a string of there was an era in history where uh, feet like it, it just felt like every day you couldn't have like you know it caused major problems because this felt like a wind would just come in and like steal all your stuff yeah. and your like everything. It could take anything. It felt like like the, these thieves were just so incredible. Like, I don't, you know, people were starting to put safety measures up, bells, like strings with bells on them. The, the night guard was tripled in every city. It was crazy. And yet nothing mm-hmm. could be done. And so how did the legend begin? Or was it so did some? Okay, now that there's this wholesome tale of like a pack of dogs, I kind of don't want them to be fucking killed. <laughs> I'm, here's the thing. I'm perfectly like, because here's I, I can actually kind of spin the ending of this, I'm pretty sure, okay. in a way that does not involve dog death. <laughs> but like, because like, I think this is a great like legend. Yeah, no, right? absolutely. I think what it is, is like thieves, criminals, crooks caught wind of these dogs and suddenly like started like, it's like you said, a wind descends upon a city. But there's only, like, six dogs, and they're just stealing ham. <laughs> like, these dogs are just stealing. To live. Like, like they're taking yeah, what these they dogs, need. 
are just taking like chocolate. Bo- can, do, can do dogs eat chocolate? Absolutely Is that not good for them? Absolutely not, Jeff. You literally <laughs> said like the one thing that's super bad. <laughs> dogs are just stealing like bowls of kibble and like like apple pies off of shelves. They're stealing a chocolate pie and chocolate ice cream and grapes. Oh, which are jo- <laughs> grapes are very bad for dogs too. I believe we were discussing chocolate. That was twenty minutes ago. So yeah, dogs are just stealing like hams and T-bone steaks and like rolls. Yeah, chew toys, of course, butcher's bones, all sorts of shit. So, but so like, but a wind would descend upon a town mm-hmm. because there became this like audience. There became followers of these hounds, thieves, organizations, outfits of criminals would descend upon a city. Would like track the movements of these hounds. Yeah, so that like. They were like, well, the hounds are already getting all the blame. Why don't we just slide in? I dig it. And that became became the practice of asking the hound for a favor. It was, well, the hound is here. The hound is going to get the blame. I fucking love it. And I I have a thing for the whole. Hit me. um, And the reason why people started like this constellation thing, right? Like the dogs pass away. It's a dog. You know, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, and they well, but the thing is, they live. Those dogs live the rest of their ordinary dog lives as the happiest dogs in the. They they run free. Oh God. for a decade and then pass away happily. Like you don't have to tell. Causes. You don't have to tell me. Like it's my real dog. Like and don't don't worry, guys. Like the the dog is living upstate at a farm. Like I know these dogs had it fucking made. Oh, no. That's what I mean. Th- those the, the the dogs have the happiest ending of all because the dogs have these magical powers and just live happily like no 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 city guard can catch them no dog catcher can bring them in <laughs> sorry if you, i'm picturing like yeah. that cartoon thing <laughs> exactly and then six dogs just jump out of it like the dogs live happily the dog that's pretty much the end of the dog the, the story of the dogs on fantasy yes and so my thing is they ascend to constellation because like they were deemed I don't know what like for that's for another episode like how something become because they have a larger than life existence. Yeah, and people and people people tell their story, right? Like that's kind of what we had said was that like they lived a life that inspired people and they lived their life. Yeah. They were dogs, <laughs> but they lived their dog life to the fullest. Yes. And so they faded into the ley lines, and they lived so brightly that the constellations themselves moved to accommodate them. That's why if you become a follower of the Bounding Hound, right, that one dog that first stole the crystals, Mm -hmm. you get the ability to blink. It's basically blink, pass through. I like the idea of it being you get to pass through the dog dimension and... (laughs) Sorry. The dog dimension. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the dog dimension. (laughs) It's just dogs. It is. It's just puppies. It's just puppies as far as the eye can see. I'm a thief. I channel the bounding hound. I clutch tight to my bounding hound charm necklace, what have you. I (laughs) I call to the bounding hound. It deems me worthy, right? I get the ability to blink. I pass through this realm of reality into the... People think it's the dark dimension. It's actually just... No, no, it's the dog dimension. You are... Imagine, like, you see the world, you know what I mean? But it's, like, in a haze. Yeah. But you have to step over sleeping dogs and, like, like, all right, they're very noisy. Excuse me. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, no, you're very cute, too. Excuse me, I have to move by. Oh, my God, there are so many... It's just... Oh, oh, they're play. Oh my God, they're play. Here's the thing, though: if you're in the dimension for too long, you lose your way. <laughs> yes, it's so distracting. You just oh, they're play. Oh, they're play. Oh, he's pooping. He's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> but if you <laughs> and you become the master thief, but if you are not deemed worthy, because Jeff, the bounding hound, was just a really happy dog. Jeff, I don't think you become a blade in the dark. You just get turned into a dog. Yeah, I think, I think you just become. <laughs> I think you just get turned into a dog. He's like this dog. Like you're basically looking like a golden retriever, like wolf, hound, fox in the face. 
And it's <laughs> you don't well, know if you're me, worthy or not. He's just like, oh shit, I guess I'm not. You have a paw. And you're like, I'm a dog. Well, let me let me let me let me roll with this a little bit because I got there's some there's some stuff that I want to play with, and that's very good. But like, I kind of want to I want to put the last spin on it a little bit. <laughs> okay, please add a little bit of that legendary magic. Please wait. Wait, are you saying that looking in the face of a golden retriever and it deeming you worthy to become a dog or magic? Oh, I definitely love. Like a golden retriever just appears in front of you, and it's just like your face, and then the dog's face, <laughs> and then your face, and then the dog's face. Because, like, here's the thing yeah, there's a chance that it cuts back to you, and you're a dog. <laughs> but it's equally likely it cuts to your face, and then it cuts to this happy dog that goes, like, All right, here's how the chance is going to go. Here is sort of my, my final spin on it. Please. And why I think that it is that they turn into, like, wolf creatures or, like, werewolves or basilisks or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, the constellation – remember how we said – we've talked about ley lines before. When you die, you fade into the ley line. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily you as you were that faded into the ley line. It's your legacy. Yeah, it's your impact on the world. Yeah, it's your impact on the world. So while in life, the Bounding Hounds, which I think was the name of the gang, because that's super good. that's so good. That's just what they called them, the Bounding Hounds, because they were a bunch of happy dogs that leapt into butcher shops. They just, like, bounced through a city, and every time you tried to grab them, it was like, dog dimension, and then back in. You're like, god damn it. The Bounding Hounds in life were just happy-go-lucky dogs munching on sausages. Their legacy, their impact on the world was a wave, was a crime wave. Mm. So while in life the Bounding Hounds were just happy-go-lucky dogs, the ley line essence of the Bounding Hounds are gleeful thieves, which is why they kind of turn into sort of crooked, trickstery, giggling thief creatures. I I, I really like that. Um, It makes this whole, like, you know, you have to make a deal and you might get punished because, like, it's not a dog anymore. It's a myth. It's, yeah. it's a mythical like. It's it's what the dog was. Yes. It's what the dog was in the in the story of the world. Yes, like everyone. Uh, so say like any constellation. If you were to summon someone who was like a legendary hero, they could have just been like a teacher that inspired yeah. like hundreds of people to do better and like stand up to bullies. And their constellation is like someone with a great sword and like huge muscles and is like, "Come with me, yeah. and I'll protect yeah, yeah. you." Yeah, exactly. And so like what I'm picturing is like. You summoning, and but also I do really want to add the detail that, like, I think that demanding an audience with the hound, because that's, like, the highest thing that you can do, right? There's asking for a favor. There's, hey, get me through this wall. Yes. I'll give you, I'll give you, a like, treat. gold. I'll give you a treat. I've got a sausage. I've got sausage. I want a diamond. I've got, <laughs> oh, damn it, I thought you were just a dog. <laughs> I, got so- I got sausage. Acceptable. <laughs> Go through. <laughs> Pass through. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's a little known trick of druids of the hound that they will that the hound will almost always accept like freshly made meat. I love. I dig that. (laughs) But but it's it's never. You can tell it's never happy about it. It's just like I've got some bacon. Got some fatty bacon. All right, fine, fine. And you run the risk, Jeff. If you're a master thief and your pockets are full of meat, someone's going to smell you. Yeah, it's 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 a risky gambit. Risky gambit, man. But um, to call the hound in front of you is like the scariest thing, right? Because there's a chance that you are rendered into a wool, like a a a basilisk or a a, a like like you're a knoll or some horrible thing. But what is it about you that makes you essentially a bad dog, and you are deemed a bad dog? and made into one. Like, what is not worthy of the hound? You know what I mean? If their essence is happy-go-lucky thieves, what then makes you not worthy of being basically a part of their dog gang, a part of their pack? Because to not be granted the power of the hound is to be like, you're not a part of our pack. You're in this one. And you're a, you're a bad dog. You're a basilisk thing. I think it's that you're not part of the pack. Yeah. I think it's dishonor among thieves. Mm. Because that's a thing that we've talked a lot about with thievery is that, like, we have, we've established a lot of, like, code and honor and respect among, like, people, among criminals. Yeah. Maybe that's where this comes from is this mythical sense of, like, you don't, you don't, you know, we're all in a pack together. We all ride together. All of, all, 
all hounds of all hounds run in the same in the same crowd. Ooh. And so if it's like that it looks it looks at you and it senses your kind of ley line, it senses your impact on the world and if it's like oh yeah, you've spent your life screwing people over. You're not part of us. You're not part of our pack. Yeah, okay. You're not one of us. Would it's like it would you ever betray another hound? And Yeah, it's like it's like basically oh, I love that. I love that. Aaron, I love Good. that. Aaron I love that. You like it? Because let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you what I'm feeling. Uh, it it's fine. Let me tell you what I'm thinking. Because okay. you're calling to the hound for one job. Yeah. I think it is 100%. It, it asks you a question, whether or not it says it out loud, that is, are you going to split it? Are you going to share the profits? Or is this for you? Is this for you or is it for the whole pack? And if it's for you, then no. Then you are bur- then you are spurned. Oh, I have one. I have a, so it comes to you, right? This dog. Yep. And it says, when I, I do want to, I never finished my thought, but I do think it's really important that like, this is the most important thing you do. And so people are like, oh man, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And then like a golden retriever is just like sitting in front of you like, ha! Uh, oh, oh, that's the bounding hound. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> so basically the hound appears before you, you know, you're a druid, you're at night, you do the ritual. You you t- you're taking this huge fucking risk because you've been basically mm-hmm. using the power of the hound. You know you've as you've aligned yourself with the hound, right? And you've been mm-hmm. like phasing through walls, offering treats. But now you want that one last job, and you want to that one score that's guaranteed to blow through this dungeon. And the ho- bounding hound comes to you and says, "Do you hunt for the pack?" And it knows, it knows. And if you're like, "Yes," but you're lying, you a bad dog, and you get turned oh, into yeah, a bad yeah, sure. creature. I think asking, I think it asks and it's mostly a symbolic gesture. I fuck with that. Like by the time the, by the time the, the, the hound is in front of you, it has already decided. Because this also adds this neat element of like people see the basilisk, the this like dark dog creature that was once a person. And it's like, you know, whether they're myth or not, like you hear them like howling into the moonlight and someone's like, see little Jimmy. That is someone who is who who doesn't hunt, like who doesn't provide for their community, who doesn't. That's somebody who's in it for themselves. Yeah, like that's they become a symbol. The bad dogs, basically the basilisks, become a symbol of people who don't hunt for their community, don't provide for everyone, who betray who betray people who are after the same thing, and that become like when you hear their cries in the night on Halloween or whatever, or just whenever when the hound is present in the sky. It's a lesson to everyone to take care of your own, you know, even if it, I know that we're talking about stealing, but it's like a lesson because yeah. these dogs are just trying to survive. Honor among thieves. It teaches you honor even among thieves. Yeah. I fuck with this. Can real quick, before we wrap, can we talk about, can we just mention which of our characters do you think are followers of the hound? <sighs> are any, mm. are any, like any that we've mentioned? I don't know. I don't I don't think so cuz I think all of our thieves are like thieve thieves and not necessarily like I think that like there's an understanding of the hound and like a like I kind of picture it a little bit like a mythical figure like in 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 our world where it's like yeah, I understand I know the story of it. I understand like the meanings at play, but then there are the people that like practice and worship it that are a very specific kind of set. Yeah, I was about to say, it, it sounds like there's a big risk involved. So I think this is something where like Pierre Spencer would be like, fuck that. I'll just yeah. steal. I don't need to steal anything that bad. Become a basilisk? Are you crazy? Like most thieves, this is these are, I think, followers of the hound, dru- druids of the of the hound are rare. Because this is like this is terrifying. That like this dog will judge you and like you know, you're kind of bound to a constellation hound that could turn you into a dog at any time if you decide to betray yeah. the pack. So this is like, you know, huge risk, huge reward, potentially. Mm-hmm. I fuck I with that. I think it's a very specific thing. I like that, that we don't have any yet, but we might. God, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's the end. Of, I think that's the end of our spooky story. God, the end of the legend of the bounding hound. I like that we just got to the bottom of a piece of mythology in this episode. Yeah. I think that's that's really what I wanted to do. I fuck. Thank, th- well, thank you for steering me straight. Um, thank you, VJ uh, NW Ferry, host of Hedged In podcast, for your prompt. Thank you so much, VJ. Yeah, that was sick. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, uh, there are a million ways to do it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag Fantasy Children. 
You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can go to allmyfantasychildren.com. You can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord and post them right there. Hell yeah, this prompt, by the way, was used using our prompt submission form on our website, so get on that. Um, while you're there, check out, jump into our Discord. There's links there to our Bandcamp and especially our Patreon. Our Patreon page, uh, is a great way to financially support Jeff and I and our magical show and help it grow and buy, you know, new equipment, cover equipment costs, uh, hosting fees, con appearances. I'm not a good speaker. And, you know, it's a great way to just support the show and help it do bigger and cooler things. You can also send, leave us a nice iTunes review, give us a shout out on social media, share the show with a friend, anything to help the show reach new audiences, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. That, like, honestly, just retweeting the episode when we post it on Twitter every time, if that's the least you can do, if you don't get the Patreon coin or something, the least you can do is just click that retweet, get other people excited about the show. It's tremendous. While we're getting people excited about shows, Jeff has another podcast. I sure do. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, uh, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. UFOs drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Jeff, are you going to be at Metatopia? I am going to be at Metatopia this uh, Thursday, November 1st, and Friday, uh, November 2nd. Those are the only days I'm not going to be there the whole time. But I will be there Thursday night for the meet and greet, so if you're at Metatopia, I really hope you'll come and find yeah, me. Yeah, and if I can get someone to cover my shift, I'm going to be there too. Um, Anything else? Oh, verbal hug. Hmm. hmm. How was your day? Do you have anything in your day that required that is good for a verbal hug? Keep up the hustle. Yeah. Keep up the grind. I mean, it can be exhausting sometimes. It can be draining sometimes. It can be not fun sometimes. But like... You know, you're you're making progress by doing so, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes that's sometimes it's not always going to be big wins and, 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 you know, showering confetti. Sometimes it's going to be looking at something and saying, OK, I did this. I don't know how I feel about it yet. And I'm going to have to take some time to really dig into it. But I did it and I did a thing. And sometimes that's more than enough. Sometimes that's a huge win. Is just saying is is doing a thing and then saying, well, it's not great, like it's not a hundred percent, but a thing was done today, and I think I think that it's important to recognize the value in that. I agree completely. Um, mine is definitely uh, do something every day to take care of yourself to make yourself feel a little better. I've ordered on Amazon Breathe Right strips, and right now. <sighs> I, I, I can only breathe out of one nostril. So I tried these because I've had sinus pressure my entire life every day. And I feel amazing. This is awesome. Uh, this is how people with normal noses breathe. And I'm living for it. Um, and I'm happy I did it. It felt good just to do something little to be like, I'm going to have a better day now because my face won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Do something little for yourself every day that makes you just happy. You know, or do a lot of things for yourself that make you happy. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Well, on that note. Until next time, good night and good game. game.